called to the booth. Coaches getting fired left and right. I got my no-fly zone team. Paul, drop that beat. Back with more Call to the Booth. It's Super Wild Card Weekend. Harrison Sanford, the Peeps League, right here on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. A bunch to discuss today. We got some playoff picks coming in. Akeem is going to award his no-fly zone for the 2021 season. But first, we got to start. And before we even get to the head coaches, man, there's so much going on. We have to go back to Sunday. Akeem in the booth. Week 18 in cold-ass Minnesota. Patrick Peterson does not have an interception going into the final week of the regular season. Lo and behold, Andy Dalton. Akeem, take take us away, please. Man, so we had the production meeting on like Thursday, right? And I asked Pat P two, three, four questions. The uh, the last thing I said was, "All right, Pat P, man, like, man, get on the board this week, baby." You know what I'm saying he was like, "I know, right? I ain't never, I ain't never had no season with no interceptions." And I'm like, "I know, man, wooty wooty woo." He was like, "Man, well, Andy going Andy gonna throw me one, man, and uh, and when I get it, I'm gonna I'm a sign it. I'm gonna give it to Barry for his birthday, man." And lo and behold, Andy throws something up a little under pressure. Pat P snatch it. Go to the crib with it, you know what I'm saying? And, and definitely gave the ball to Barry. Signed it up for him. Gave it to him after the game, man. Started my dog's birthday off right. Yeah, it doesn't get any better like that. I'm sure you've had your share of fun in the booth this year, but that has to be, regardless of how long you do it, that's going to stand out as yeah. one of your top moments. I mean, that, it doesn't get any oh, better yeah. than that. How, man. How was the interactions it's, it's, after? Go ahead. It was dope, man. It's just the booth all year, like you said, been a great time and, for the last one to be like that, Barry birthday, they came up to the booth like during the game. They kind of got a shot of my fam and stuff of the game while they was in there. It was dope, man. So it was a, it was a great cap off to the year, and uh, it was a great to start. It was a great start to a Barry birthday. Indeed. So can you t- can you take us behind the scenes? So he says he's gonna give your son the ball. He in- he intercepts the ball during the game. I'm sure you pull yeah. up on him in the in the locker room because you got to go get the ball now. Can you take us behind the scenes for that moment too? Yeah, we went down the tunnel. So we went down the tunnel, and uh, they they locker room was right there. So we ain't going to the locker room and stuff. You know, it's all kind of protocols, COVID, all that crazy stuff now. So we waited outside the locker room. Security made sure we was good right outside the locker room and stuff. And uh, we waited about 20 minutes. He got dressed, took a shower and stuff. Then he came out with the ball, just signed it up real quick. Tried to take a picture with Barry. Barry will not take a picture with Pat P. <laughs> it was so funny. He acts shy. He is the least shy person in the world. He was acting so shy, though, man. But uh, he will not take a picture. But Brill, my oldest son, uh, he jumped in and took a picture with Pat P and all that, man. So it was a good vibe. Great time. Great time. Good vibes indeed. Even though, I must say, if you're a Minnesota Vikings fan, even though you won the game, you have to be disappointed by the coaching decision. Give Justin Jefferson the ball. Only seven targets and so few yards away. Zimmer, (laughs) look, Zimmer. (laughs) Go ahead. Zimmer, yeah. Kubiak, and and Kurt. Like, man, it's on all three of them guys, man. Get them the ball, man. I mean, you on the 22-yard line, you drop a crossing route, he come wide open. So I can't really say Kub. I can't really say Clint. Clint drew the play up. He came up wide open. You didn't throw him the ball right there. Boom, you threw it to Osborne. He scored a touchdown. Jefferson would have scored and had the record right there. But you get the ball for two more possessions after that. You run the ball, you throw it to him one more time, like a bubble screen. He dropped it. You don't throw it to him no more. So, come on, man. 17 yards, you can get that in one catch. You can get that in two catches, two comebacks. 
a slant in the comeback, just force it to him, man. Let him get that record, man. At least if I was the head coach, that's what I would have did. And that's why the team will vibe with me. And that's why I'll probably still have a job on Monday. There we go. Speaking of head coaches, you might you might have a you might get called in for an interview now because of that. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman uh are out. As the head coach and general manager for the Minnesota Vikings, Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace out in Chicago, Vic Fangio, as we discussed on our Broncos show, out too. Surprisingly enough, Brian Flores gone in Miami. Chris Greer, the GM, stays. We'll see how it all plays out. A key, give me your best jobs on the market. Oh, best jobs on the market. I like the Broncos, man. I think, I think that Broncos situation is set up. They got a nice, nice little chunk of cap room to bring in the quarterback. Uh, even you bring Teddy back, you bring Teddy back, man. He he, five mil, four mil or something. He a nice backup, but you got the makeup, man. You got you got a nice solid defense, solid O line, uh, a paid receiver group, young running backs. You know what I'm saying? You got the makeup to win games right now. All you need to do is bring in a quarterback. So I think that job is definitely attractive. Uh, the Minnesota job, you already got a quarterback, man. You come in, you got a guy like Kurt. Kurt is. Uh, uh, second-tier quarterback to me. One of the quarterbacks who go to the playoffs. I got a couple wins in the playoffs. I just – I ain't went ham in the playoffs yet. If you look at my stats, it looked like I lead my team every year. My my numbers go crazy. So, you already got a starting quarterback if you get Minnesota. And and they got some solid pieces in place as well. Uh, Thielen and Jefferson and Cook, they got some solid pieces. That young old line, man, you got Brian O'Neill, the right tackle. He in year four. He just finished year four. He the oldest guy on the old line. He the vet, you know what I'm saying? So they got a young old line. Uh, you could, you got some cash to to. I, I think they. I don't even know what their cap room look like. It might be bad, but man, you already got a starting quarterback. That's that's gonna be a problem. When you a new coach, you had that quarterback problem. If you go to Minnesota, you don't have that problem. And then same thing with the Bears, man. The Bears got a bunch of cap room, a bunch of free agents, but they got Justin Fields. They got. A nice little, a nice little solid core of guys like like Robert Quinn, Roquan Smith, who locked in, and they got Justin Jefferson. They got their quarterback of the future, so you don't have to worry about that. I like them yeah, three if, guys right there, man. Broncos, Vikings, Bears. I love those three. Yeah, if I was a if I was a head coaching candidate and I cared about security, I feel like I would go to the Chicago Bears first because exactly. they have a, they'll have a second year quarterback. Vikings feels like you gotta win right now because that team has lost so many. Uh, small margin games, one games by one possession, and then the Broncos gig seems great, but you don't know who the quarterback is. So yeah, you, you, uh, you're gonna have something to do with bringing in your quarterback. So if you go to the Broncos, we got a lot of cap. You're gonna have some input on who the quarterback gonna be. So I mean, how can you not like that? No, I'll definitely. Hey, listen, I'll take it. <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying. You know saying, security, security, security is nice. Uh, even though our friend and producer, Paul, who's going to join us here in a moment uh, after we do the no-fly zone team, is probably not the biggest fan of Chicago right now in terms of the temperature. <laughs> but that's another story for another day. All right, uh, Akeem, you're one of the best yes, DBs sir. of all time, one of the best DBs in your generation. I think you're more than qualified to say who the best DBs are this season. Can you please give us your 2021 no-fly zone team, por favor? 2021 no fly zone team. So for my starters, you know what I'm saying? They wanna put these in no particular order. We just make this like a team. If I had a a, a group of DBs starting for me, this is who I have out there, man. So I throw Trayvon Diggs on 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 
my left side. Let's just say my left side. That's going to be one of my starting corners. I'm going to throw J.C. Jackson on my other side outside as my other starting corner. I'm going to let Jalen Ramsey rock out in the middle for me. So I'm starting off in nickel. So all three of my corners are starting in the game. Jalen going to rock out in nickel. He was so dominant inside early in the season, man. I, I don't know. Rock kind of moved him around. He started matching him and doing other stuff with him. But he was dominant when he was inside at that nickel. I loved it. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely throw him in, inside and let him just be around all kind of plays. Let him play ball. My safeties. I'm going to throw Kevin Byard back there for sure. Got to throw Kevin Byard back there, man. He putting together another amazing season going crazy. Uh, Jordan Poirier, he definitely he definitely on the no-fly zone. Starting starting team, man. Five picks this year. He a ball hawk. He always around that football. Uh, and then my other guy who going to kind of match up with them tight ends and guard a little bit inside, Tyron Matthew, man. Let's get, let's get Honey Badger in there for sure. You know what I'm saying? Let him let him match up and do what he do inside, blitzing and play that box, how he play that box and you know what I'm saying, create all that havoc. Um we gotta get a pass rush pass rusher. They definitely part of the no fly zone. Gotta go TJ Watt, man. He getting all kind of pressure. Uh causing fumbles, lead the league in sacks, tied the sack record, actually. So man, you know you gotta come with us. You you tie, you got twenty two sacks, baby. We need you. You know what I'm saying? Uh D coordinator, our coordinator, man, we're gonna give it to Leslie Frazier. Yeah, he had his best corner go down. Them guys ain't miss a beat, man. Teron Johnson, uh, uh, all those guys, man. Levi, Dane, all those boys, they stepped up, man. They playing ball, and it's it's a lot to do with how Leslie Frazier coached those guys, man. The schemes he put together, the blitzes he put together, man. Uh, he go crazy when it comes to game planning for other teams. So D coordinator, definitely Leslie Frazier. And we already said it, our, our Bradley Roby Award, our no-fly zone rookie of the year, Patrick Sertan, the second, baby. You know he put together a great year. Great year. Uh, it's funny, we talked about head coaching candidates, and we didn't mention Leslie Frazier, who might very well. Uh, I know Definitely. he's going to get interviewed uh, this offseason. Uh, you have some honorable mentions here. I'll, just na I'll name them, and then yeah. I'll tell you one that I feel got snubbed. Uh, Darius Slay who's had yes, a great year for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, that secondary has been one of the stronger parts of their season. Uh, a great, great uh, adjustment for him leaving Detroit, being with the Philadelphia Eagles. Matthew Stafford could say the same thing, being in L.A., leaving the Lions. Uh, A.J. Terrell, PFF has ranked him as their number one DB mm -hmm. uh, majority of the season. He's been great. That secondary in general has not, but he has. And you mentioned Teron Johnson. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned Teron Johnson. Uh, I will mention one guy who also changed teams. Casey Hayward mm -hmm. has had a strong year for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, just give me your thoughts about what uh, you saw from him. Oh, some other honorable mention names as well. Stephon Gilmore. Didn't really talk about him as much this season. Yeah, because he, he started a lot late. Of games. Yeah, he started yep. late. But when he came in, though, oh, my God, it was like he never left. He had some crazy strap follow games and just real low key because it's Carolina now, right? So you ain't going to hear his name as much. But he came back doing exactly what he always do, man. He came back strapping. Then uh, Amani Oruarie is how you say it, man. You're going you gonna to learn how to say it. You're going to know his name, boy. This this boy, like 6'2", him and Jeff Okuda going to be a nice little tandem in Detroit. Two nice size, great movement, ball hawking corners, man. Just, you know I always give you a little game, right? Watch out for them two boys in Detroit, I'm telling you. Yeah, working with Aaron Glenn there in Detroit. Yeah, oh, but my Casey two Hayward, though. But Casey Hayward, though. I mean, Casey Hayward yeah, yeah. and Mar and Marshawn Lattimore. 
And Lattimore, you know, I I, I love Marshawn. Somebody, one of the guys they all can't make up. the list. <laughs> Everybody can't make the list, man. Come on, Trey Trey had eleven picks. You on the list? You get eleven picks. I don't care. You on the list, right? JC had a eight piece, man. He backed out a ten piece last year with an eight piece. How can I not put him on the list, right? And then Jalen was the best corner in the league this year. He did everything. You know what I'm saying he strapped one on one. He played the slot. He was the best corner in the league, in my opinion. He shut people down, man. So it's tough. It, I I, I got to figure it out. Then the other guys, man, I just like they made a bunch of plays. But, you know, I, Lattimore and and and, uh, and uh, Casey definitely could have been on there as well. Definitely. They, good seasons for them overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, you're, if you're coming in this league, you're trying to be a top DB, you got some stiff competition. They outside. Yes, sir. Uh, before we go to our playoff picks, I want to introduce to the show or reintroduce. You guys know him. I think it's his first show in 2022. Um, want to introduce to the reintroduce to the audience our 2022 fantasy football champion. He is our producer, Paul Aspen. It was a good run, Akeem. It was a good run. It was me and Akeem in the championship. I don't know about you, man, but I mean, I won't mention the fact that I won by over a hundred. Uh, that just yeah, seems he like did, rubbing he it did. in. He scraped me. My guy didn't <laughs> show Jamar, up. He Jamar in that it was a two week thing. Jamar week one put up fifty. It was just, oh yeah, it was over. Yeah. Chase huge. Chase set it off though, man. Once Chase came out with that fifty piece, I said, "Oh, I'm in trouble, bro." Tyree yeah. Hill started yeah. dipping around a little bit. That's one of yeah. my money makers, man. Uh, a Rod, they only let A Rod play a little bit the first half or whatever. So Paul got it though. Great season, Paul, man. Paul put together a nice team. He did his thing, baby. I'll see you next year. For sure. I, I don't know about you. I, I remember a lot of chirping during fantasy night at Cube, though. Not from you. I feel like you got chirped at. I feel like I got chirped at. Yeah, all these gurus the, you called them. Gurus, the right? Gurus. Hey, when, <laughs> yeah. when gurus was watching us, huh? It was watching us get it in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Speak. So. Speaking. Speaking. Uh, I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. Uh, speaking <laughs> of. <laughs> speaking of gurus. Before we go to our betting picks in our final segment, uh, Paul has all season long introduced to us unique props uh, for the different weeks of the NFL season and overall for the entirety of the season. Paul has a unique prop for the entirety of the playoffs, and I want to hear uh, Akeem's opinion on it. Paul, drop it for us. So we don't have to mention the fact that none of them really came through. But when you're betting these 50 to ones and 75 ones, only one has to. So that's the great part about it. So most rushing yards in the playoffs, Josh Allen at 75 to one. So my thinking there is like, obviously you got to make a run with these. You've got most receiving yards, most rushing yards, most passing yards. So you kind of want to stay away from the teams with the buy. I guess if you think they've got the buy and can win it all, you know, that'd be worth it taking a shot, but I'm targeting teams that are ideally playing four games. Josh Allen, and he's hit 60 plus in his last three games on the ground, including against the Patriots the last time out. Um, had a hundred yard game, you know, against the Bucks a couple weeks back. So I just think it's the Bills run offense kind of sucks, you know, with the running backs. It's Josh Allen. I think it's kitchen sink, put everything on the table. He's going to do whatever he has to do to win these games. So Josh Allen at 75 to one worth a shot. Ah, I think, I think, I think 60, 60 plus yards 
I do like him to go crazy in the playoffs. He's going to be rushing for like 60, 70 yards a game, right? But I don't think that's going to be enough. I think it's going to be one of these teams going to come out and dominate on the ground. It's going to be a running back. I hope it ain't San Fran. Okay, who? I hope it ain't. I hope who it got- ain't. I hope it ain't Debo. I hope it ain't Elijah <laughs> and Debo, because I'm riding with them Cowboys. You know what I'm saying? But it's gonna be some type of run game like that. Derrick Henry coming back, even with that bye week. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be some type of run game where one of these running backs gonna go crazy, and it's gonna be. Aaron Jones. Ooh. So it's going to be Aaron Jones. They, too much? They, but they going to, but do. that's, that's what, that's how football go. They, they spread and they throw and they throw. And then when the playoff time comes, ah, they start drilling you. You know what I'm saying? In the cold, that's how them good teams win. So if the Packers going to win, Aaron Jones going to lead and rush. Cause they're going to swap. They're going to switch it up on you. You're going to game plan for all this shit, two high safeties and lean this guy to Devontae. And they're going to tote on you all day. You know what I'm saying? It's but you do got like a- this. But you do got AJ Dillon there, and AJ Dillon is built differently than Aaron Jones. It's yeah, I, but I mean, it's, it's it's gonna be the big runs. It's gonna be the big hitters. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be it's if it ain't Aaron Jones, it's gonna be somebody like Stevenson from the Patriots, or it's gonna be somebody just gonna they're gonna dominate on the ground. They're gonna be toting for like 120. I don't know which one of my 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 tellings ain't telling me which one it is yet. But it's gonna be one of these backs. They gonna tote right to the tip with like 120 a game. Their defense gonna crank up. Might be Pollard or somebody. You know what I'm saying? Zeke Pollard. So I like Pollard. 50 to one. I like. Look, that Pollard. I'm telling you, watch. That. It might be Pollard who hop in and be. He be the emerge as the big play. 110 and Zeke had like 40, 50 yards in the in the red zone carry. Zeke get the touchdowns, but Pollard be hitting them. Telling you, it's gonna be something like that, man. Oh, I must say, you introduced a very fun betting angle. I'm just going to run through some of the running backs in the playoffs. You got Josh Jacobs. How many games do the Raiders play? You got Joe Mixon. For real. Doing it. How many Look. games does Joe Mixon play? You got Damian Harris and Stevenson in New England. You got Josh Allen, as you pointed out, with the Buffalo Bills. You, maybe it turns out to be Devin Singletary. You go to the Eagles. It could be uh, Jordan Howard. could be Boston Scott. could be You know Miles how the Bucks do. You know how the Bucks do. You still got, you know le- to- you still got Leonard be- Fournette. Leonard Look, Fournette. You know how the Bucks do. do. In playoff time, you know the Bucks, they they add about 10 carries in their backfield when the playoffs start. You know what I'm saying? So it's a wild one. See. You know what? You know which one I might like? Might like a good, I might like a good James Connor, depending on if they could beat the Rams. Uh Sony Michelle. Look, what look, what it, it might Darryl be. Henderson, Cam Akers might come back. It's, <laughs> I'm saying it's gonna be one. Just bet them all. One of them gonna catch fire. Watch, I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, uh, it should be very fun to keep pace up throughout the entirety of the playoffs. Actually, you know what? That's before we bet. go to break, let's just do it now. Let's just do it now. Pick one before we go to break. Pick one to keep. You gotta go. With one. I'm going. I'm going Pollard. Akeem. I mean, uh, Paul. Josh Allen. You going with Josh Allen? I am yeah, going I'm to go. <clears throat> I'm going to go Pollard too. I'm, nah, I'm going to go with Leonard Fournette. I like it. That's not cool. We'll see how we'll see good. how I just want to see what he's got left. Yeah, but yeah, sure. we'll see how nice it plays out. Yeah, got a nice little break for sure. And you know, mm-hmm. AB's not there anymore. Godwin's not there anymore. Might lean on him a little bit more than usual. That's a fun Are one. Are we doing like, a Super Bowl like pick one. before we go? We're doing a Super Bowl pick before we oh, go. I guess we have to do. I guess we have to do that to, right? now. But yeah, we have to, right? Uh, okay. 
Damn, do I got to stick with my same pick? Some telling me just stick. I'm sticking with my same pick, Chiefs man. I'm going, I'm going Chiefs and Bucks, bro. Chiefs, Bucks rematch, and I'm riding with Tommy. I NFC def- Chip, cow- Cowboys, Cowboys, Bucks. I got Packers versus Bills. Bills. Uh, so I've already got I've already got futures on the Niners, so I'll stick with the Niners. I'd, I'll go. Was this Super Bowl back in the eighties? Niners, Bengals. Does that sound right? I think so is that a sound sound familiar? Go with that. Yeah, sounds familiar. Um, yeah, I'll go. I'll stick with the Niners. You know, what? I'm gonna go Niners Bills. Go Niners, Niners Bills. Niners Bills. because uh, then Josh Allen gets. I like them Bills. Uh, yeah, God, see, I don't want very high on the Bills all year. I don't. Something about them. They just. Year or two away from me, you know what I'm saying I don't know what it is. I Shout hate that out. they can't adjust like to the to the ground game. I feel like this might be their toughest game this weekend. Yeah, and I and I hate have. that they running into Bill first round. It's like right. if you could say who you don't want to play, they probably would have said yeah. New England. Yeah. yeah. It's, it it it's not going to be uh not going to be fun viewing potentially for one of those sides or for any team uh, <laughs> that's on the road this week. And a lot of road underdogs. Uh, I'm locking we'll see how that in one this out, week, baby. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, when we come yeah, back, we'll is. talk about a quarterback that won't have any fun in Super Wild Card Weekend, Justin Herbert, because the Chargers did not make the playoffs. And we make our final playoff picks for this weekend. Come right back. Got to talk about the playoffs happening this weekend. But before we do that, Akeeb, there's a team that did not make the playoffs, and you said it on Sunday on your Twitter account. Staley smoked it. Chargers did not make the playoffs, avoided the tie, avoided getting a win. Give me your thoughts now that there's been some days uh, about what Brandon Staley pulled off or what he didn't pull off uh, this past weekend. Well, in my eyes, I kind of seen the game. They got to a point where it was like, all right, this field goal maybe be like, 45 yards, maybe if we get one more run, it may be like a 42-yard, 40-yard field goal. Do we even want to kick that field goal? Do we even want to try that, risk that return to the crib, risk the block? And then the Raiders kind of, you see their tempo change, right? Their tempo just kind of went like, all right, we're just going to run the ball. We're just going to run the clock out. I think they would have run the ball one more time. Even if they would have got four or five yards, they would have still – just they wouldn't have kicked. The, I don't think they would have called timeout to kick a field goal and try to win it. They would have ran the ball. If y'all ain't called timeout, they would have let the clock run out and it would have been a tie. We going to the playoffs, right? I think, I think it was over. Staley called the timeout, and to me it was kind of like a like a nah. It was kind of like a slap in the face, like nah, like you know what I'm saying, like nah. We finna try to win. If y'all ain't trying to win, we trying to win. So it was like all right, called my best <laughs> run play, got ten yards, and now we gonna call timeout and kick it, like. That was not on the Raiders' mind until Staley called that timeout. So he wanted to be extra competitive like he is. You go for it on every fourth down. You want to be extra competitive, right? You know what I'm saying? That's that's analytic ball. You know what I'm saying? Real football would have had you in the playoffs today, had you at work today. So, hey, there you go for the analytics out there. That's what Staley did, the analytic way. See what it got you. It is, as a fan of just football in general, it is unfortunate to not see Justin Herbert in the playoffs. He absolutely balled uh, in that game. And throughout the course of the season, real quick before we get to the playoff picks, most disappointing non-playoff team. I assume the Colts, Browns are up there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely the Browns for the amount of talent they have on their team. And they just couldn't find a way to get it together, right? Everybody dealt with COVID. Everybody dealt with injuries. The Browns just couldn't find a way to get it together. Definitely. Probably the number one disappointing, but as the season went on and you saw this hot team emerging as the 
the sleeper and they might get to win a division and they just not make the playoffs. Oh, the Colts, they by far my number one pick for most disappointing team that is the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, uh, a terrible way, terrible, terrible way to end the season. All right, we got about two minutes here. Let's try and get through these playoff picks. We'll do it real yep. quick. Raiders plus six at the Bengals. I'm going Bengals minus six. Uh, 49 and a half I'm over changing under. that. I'm changing that. I'm going, I'm going Raiders plus six, and I'm going over 49 and a half. Should be a big-time game. Darren Waller back in the lineup. All right, Patriots plus four at the Bills, 43 over under. Under 43 is going to be a, a, a team to 20 game again. And I'm riding with the Patriots plus four, man. Hey, Bill's saving his game plan for these boys. He's saving his nice yeah. game plan he's going to put together, and, I'm, and I'm, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, can't bet. Again. I mean, that's too close of a margin. Uh, too many points, actually. Yeah, for, I'm taking that. I'm Not, taking that all day. Got to take that. Now, how about this though? Do you take the Eagles plus eight and a half against the Bucks? You know the Eagles going to run out the ball. Forty nine over under seems a bit high in my opinion. Yeah, forty nine. Forty nine seems high to me, but the Patriots. I mean, but the Bucks. Tom could drop thirty five easy in my opinion. I'm riding with the Bucks. I'm never betting against the Bucks until they out the tournament. Bucks minus eight and a half over forty nine. I, I I give I give the Eagles eighteen points. Eighteen to forty some, thirty some, eighteen to thirty three or something like that. So I'm riding with the Bucks in the over. Legacy matchup, 49ers plus three Ooh. at Dallas, 50 and a half over. This is the popcorn matchup right here. Man, it is. And I'm 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 dropping the bag. I'm probably gonna take my, my jits and my nephews. We probably gonna pull up on this one, man. We got to right here in the in the D. But uh I'm going with them boys, minus three, baby, and and they're gonna light up this scoreboard. I'm going with the over. There we go. Uh, that secondary for the 49ers is the one weakness if you can stop them from the pass rush. All right, Steelers. Plus 13 at Kansas City, 46 and a half over under. We don't know the stats of Tyreek Hill. Wasn't on the exactly. field too much their last game. I'm going to go Steelers plus 13. I think the Chiefs going to win the game, but I think they're going to win it by like 10. It'll it be like a 31-21 type of game. Pittsburgh just built like that, man. That's a Mike Tomlin team, so they're going to come put their best foot forward. They're going to compete like hell. Cardinals plus four at the Rams, 50 over under. Ooh, this another popcorn for me. You know, I love I, – Paul Road Eclipse. I've been talking about them Cardinals. I got to ride with the Rams, though. Rams minus four at the house, and we're going over that 50. You know, I, don't, I wonder how Arizona Cardinals fans will travel. We saw what happened with the 49ers taking over yeah. SoFi Stadium this past weekend. All right, those were Akeem's bets going into Super Wild Card Weekend. And if you watched last week, Akeem did get that Chiefs uh, betting matchup right when it comes to the 10 points against the Kansas City Chiefs. Come back next week. We'll break down what happened and we'll look ahead to the divisional round. This is called To The Booth.